to the right place, baby. Welcome to the podcast where three girlfriends from the East Coast align each week to chat about all things mental health and wellness from crystals to cocktails. Laugh and heal with us as we navigate balance, confidence, and learning to love each and every inch of ourselves every day. Now we're recording (laughs) episode two of the Crystals to Cocktails podcast. I just got the microphone. Sorry about this that. is our first time recording via Zoom, so I feel like we're officially a 2020 podcast because <laughs> this is how everything takes place this year. 1,000% here for it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so today, speaking of 2020, what a bitch, um, <laughs> we wanted to talk about this year, not so much the bad and the trips we missed out on, not so much the uh just everything that I feel like slipped out of our fingertips this year but what we wanted to talk to you guys about today was the things that actually got us through because we've never experienced something like this year before and fingers crossed knock on wood whatever else you can do that we never do experience another year like this but at the same time, I think that we've all learned a lot about what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Maybe we can see some terms and conditions before we sign on to 2021. Mm. Yes, please. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, seriously. Fuck, I never read those though. Check <laughs> <laughs> the box. Maybe that was the problem with 2020. We didn't read the fine print. <laughs> I just checked the box, hit submit, walked away. And here we are now, just barely scraping by. Oh hey, Kelsey, God. though, how, how, how did we scrape by, though? Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. So for me, it was definitely like the power of consistency and all of these things that have been programmed into my brain for the past almost five years to be able to stay on track despite the ridiculous, as, as on track as possible, as on track as possible. As possible. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But honestly, you know, just being able to show up for my workouts, my nutrition was complete shit. We're just going to say that now. Um, for most of 2020, (laughs) 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 but I definitely um, had a solid morning routine, which Haley will talk more about morning routine because she's a boss at hers and the way that she approaches it. But workouts, staying in the right headspace, reading like a lot of personal development. Uh, We're all part of the same workout community and we've been doing this, well, me for almost five years. I think Lindsay's at four and Haley's at Mm -hmm. six. And it has just kept us on track with all of these things and being able to consistently lean into the community. If it hadn't gotten to a point where waking up and doing these things was like waking up and brushing my teeth, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it through 2020. (laughs) It really was the power of consistency and turning all of these things into habits, healthy habits. Mm -hmm. And again, my nutrition definitely wasn't great the entire time, but I have the tools for it to be. (laughs) And 
showing up for my workout every single day, despite what I was going through, you know, it releases those endorphins. It just helps you feel 15 times better being able to like have that network of support and accountability day in and day out, no matter what. I never used to be a person a million years that meditated, you guys. Like I would be the person that scoffed at it. I didn't know that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I started meditating for the first time probably three and a half years ago. It wasn't even at the very beginning of this journey. I think it was three and a half years ago I started meditating. And I started, you know, with just guided meditations and Deepak Chopra's my man, my main man. <laughs> I literally, so for I, all I, these years, just, I thought that you were born a tattooed Buddha. So. Well, <laughs> honestly, Kelsey's the one that always gets me started on something. <laughs> so she's the one that, I don't even think you realize it, Kelsey. You really did help me create a morning routine. So I'm not a boss ass bitch. You are. So I appreciate that. Actually, she's the one that talked to me about creating a, um, like a morning accountability club and this accountability club, I think saved so many people for 2020. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't just for me and you, Kelsey, it was, it was for the whole entire group because, if it was just me and you, it would last. It would last for, you know, a couple of months, I feel like. But if it was for more than us, like the group that we created. Well, Haley, I know what you're talking about, though, because you are kind of talking about how on the days that, like, you didn't want to show up for you. Or, you know, if you think of 2020, there might have been days, weeks, whatever, where you just didn't feel like showing up for you. Like, you know, or showing up for you was enough. And then you could fall off. Who knows? Who cares if no one knows? But like, you showed up every day for other people. What helped you get through was showing up for them, even on the days that you were like, I don't really care if I show up for me. Exactly. So I remember, Kelsey, you were talking to me about starting this morning accountability club and it was supposed to be just from five in the morning till nine. And then every day I swear it got a little bit later, five to to 10 o'clock, five to 11 o'clock, five to 12 o'clock. And now it's basically all day. (laughs) The perpetual zoom call. And last time I hung out with you guys, I was like, it's one (laughs) o'clock. I was no, like, everyone's really, still on this link. <laughs> I, I just, the accountability, it keeps me going and excited to get up in the morning because if it wasn't, if it's just me, it's not that exciting. You know, it's not that exciting to wake up at five or six o'clock in the morning, but when I have a partner or a ton, I'm excited to grow with these people. So a bunch of us in our community We'd get up at five or six, seven, and spend our morning together. And our morning was, you know, it's pretty much the same, just in different order, depending on your life. But we all just make sure to put ourselves first, make ourselves a priority, because if you're not putting yourselves first, you can't be who you truly are to anybody, you know, that you truly love in your life. So I always just say like, you cannot inspire or help anybody if you're not being inspired or helping yourself. So Kelsey, she came up with the idea for this morning routine. Um, and I just made sure to keep this thing going with her 
for months and months and months. And now it's almost a year later. And I'm not sure how I would have gone through this year without it because mindset, in my opinion, is it comes first. Again, it, the, if I can't help myself, I can't help anybody else. So I would, even if it takes me all day to get my mindset right, literally till four or five, six o'clock at night, I will wait that long to talk to somebody to make sure that I can give them my best self. I think it is such a blessing, Haley, that you mentioned, you know, until I get my mind right, you know, whether that be at five o'clock, six o'clock at night, that, that is when I'm going to start giving my energy to other people because it's in the best place possible. But for people who might not be self-employed, what is your suggestion for those people who like might be doing the personal development, might be doing you know, all of those right things, but like they do have to clock in and start being on someone else's time for, you know, eight hours a day, starting at 9am. What would you say to like those people listening who just don't really have that option? Um, that they are just making up excuses. That's what I would say, because I used to work 19 hour days when I first started, um, coaching. You know what I mean? I used to work nine to five doing hair and then five to three o'clock in the morning behind the bar. So I used to be an asshole all day, every day. And then I was offered this, you know, the coaching opportunity that really changed my life. And I was basically forced to grow and learn and become so much more. So to become so much more, I needed to just take a little bit of time for myself. And I literally mean just a little bit of time for myself. So again, I work from nine o'clock in the morning till three, four o'clock at, you know, in the morning, that's again, 19, 20 hours a day. So what I would do, and I can't even tell you the difference it makes is just getting up a little bit earlier. That's literally it. If you get up a little bit earlier and set your alarm clock a little bit earlier, um, the, the time you wake up, the way you feel when you wake up is going to be the same exact. If you wake up at six o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning, it's going to feel the same exact. It doesn't feel great to wake up that early ever, at least for me, but it feels great to actually work towards your goals and dreams. If you're pressing snooze, you're literally pressing snooze on your goals and dreams. You're literally telling the universe, like, I don't really care about my life. So once I realized that, I just made sure to make it a priority. Again, it does not make a difference between five and seven or six and eight, how I feel, but it does make a huge difference on how I act throughout the day. So when I went into work on a 19 hour day, not having a workout, not having a morning routine, I would go into work thinking the worst. I'm going to get fired. So-and-so doesn't like me. Like all the worst thoughts would come to my brain. I wouldn't talk. I would be paralyzed with thoughts. Like what if thoughts that didn't make any sense. Nobody was even thinking those thoughts besides me. So when I put the time in, the one hour, half hour it was, literally you can do a 10 minute workout and change your life. You know, read five minutes, change your life. Even if it is listening to a, an audio on your way to work, change your life. <laughs> I 
I made sure to do that. And so when I changed that one little thing in the morning, I went into work, me being a shy, you know, insecure person with a whole new perspective. And for like, instead of thinking I was fired, I was thinking I was the best because I, I knew I was. I and knew I, I was. Definitely, I can definitely attest to that as someone who has implemented this type of morning routine we're talking about into when I worked a corporate job. And now I do work, you know, at, in a management position at a retail store. But when I don't get the opportunity to, like you said, Haley, to like do my full routine, it definitely alters my day. And so one tip that I would give anyone who is working that nine to five type of job or who does have to, you know, clock in on someone else's schedule is that, you know, you can set timers in the morning for everything you want to do. And you just have to make sure that you stay really accountable to that time frame because then you really can fit everything in. And it's kind of funny because you think it's like, oh, I, that's so much to do in the morning. But at the same time, how much are you doing throughout the rest of your day? for everyone else in the world, you know, like that is probably the one time in the day where the world is quiet enough that you can actually pour back into yourself. And I would say that that is the time that's the best spent throughout your day. Absolutely. I think like staying intentional with those timers, like you said, but then also for throughout the day, if you have a negative thought, think about if you have a negative thought, if every time you had a negative thought and had to replace it with five positive ones, don't you think you'd stop having <laughs> as many negative thoughts? Like, oh man, you replace that negative thought with a positive one. Okay, now try and challenge yourself. Like, replace that negative thought with five positive ones. Sorry, I'm reading a book right now called um, Think Like a Monk by Jay <laughs> Shetty. And it's talking about how every negative thought that you have, replace it with 10 positive. That's exactly why I said it. I'm reading the same book. And <laughs> I was thinking about that. And it's like, to come up with 10 things requires a lot. To come up with five things requires a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's even to the point where with that choose again method, that tool that I picked up from the universe has your back. When someone cuts me off in traffic and I want to give them my little finger, um, and I want to scream like, what are you doing? I'm a mother. Just kidding. I'm just obsessed with that. <laughs> you know, like when I want to just be like, do you understand that I'm a precious life? Don't cut me off like that. I am like, choose again. Maybe they're on their way to a hospital for an emergency. Maybe they're yeah. picking up their kid and they're late and they don't want their kid to be the last person to drop off. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt, unless otherwise proven. And I bless and release that same thing that you said earlier, Haley. Mm -hmm. My sister is like the sweetest soul when it comes to traffic. She does not have a rage in any way, shape or form. She'll just like cheer them on. Instead of giving the finger, give like a thumbs up and just like say such positive things. I want to be like your sister. You're going to get exactly where you need to be. It's <laughs> great. Oh, I love her so much. It's so cute. <laughs> that is amazing. That's amazing. Um, but we can all learn something from that because what? where is it going to get you to flip out on someone, right? In your own nowhere. car, on the highway. Right. Like, no one can hear you. They're already gone by the time that you lose your shit and then you're just worked up over nothing. 
Exactly. But you know what, actually, but you hear you and you perpetuate your own negative thoughts, negative mindset, and, you know, allowing that behavior within yourself too. those kinds of like outbursts where it's like, no, like you can have a little bit more patience. Like at the end of the day, you're fine. They're fine. You're never going to see the car again. So it's like, yes, they don't hear you, but you hear you. And I think that that's also super important is to always have that like positive self-talk like be your own positive light source of energy and like mm-hmm. you can't you can't go wrong protect it be it embody mm-hmm. it even on your low days reach out to a friend mhm i mean i know that i of course i you know i talk about some things that are work for me but you kelsey always always like haley this meditation works for me test it out so then i since i've created the group would tell the whole group about this meditation helped me and then everybody else will do it and it helps the whole group out. And so I started like sitting down and reading every single morning, um, meditating every single morning and just like setting my intentions every single morning and writing down what I want to do with my day every single morning. So I don't just, <laughs> I will not say it. Yes, I will raw dog. I will never raw dog my day ever again. It's just, I would never. You can't just hope for a good day. You have to make it a good day. And it starts with your morning routine. You got to create that shit. <laughs> oh my God. It's always a great day to have a great day. As long as you don't, <laughs> as long as you don't raw dog it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, one I just I- barfed in my mouth at my own <laughs> comment. Well, okay. So I'm going to go back to the piece where you talked about us creating this morning routine and the accountability same thing with like every little aspect of this is you know if you're doing something for yourself (laughs) how funny is it that we really don't give that much of a shit about ourselves (laughs) like if you you're doing it just for yourself you're like no meh but if you know that you have to show up for other people you are probably a thousand times more likely to show up because you know that people are counting on you it is that level of accountability and we talk about you know consistency being everything and accountability being everything but it's so true because they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. you become more consistent with the accountability i literally like i just wrote a post the other day and i just wrote without accountability who cares you know who cares? We have to make sure to hold ourselves accountable, not only for ourselves and to actually like honor our word, but for other people that are dealing with the same thing that's just as hard for them to show up as it is for us. But if we can do it together, then it's a lot easier and a lot more fun and exciting to show up, you know? I feel like that accountability factor too is honestly the reason why, and I don't think it's just us. And I, let me just say, I pray it's not just us. I don't think that we are the only ones that struggled specifically with food and nutrition this year. And I think a lot of that has to do with that accountability factor because yes, you can have that crew with you in the morning doing a workout virtually, whatever, but you know, no one's there when you order takeout and you don't make the choice that maybe gets you closer to your goals. There come, there's that fine line where, you know, treats are, treats are great, treat meal, cheat meal, whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Have as many, that works for you. But I know when I'm in that place of like not feeling good about myself, like, you know, 
making a bad food choice is only going to kind of dig me a little bit deeper. And then I just have to crawl out a little bit further. So I feel like that accountability factor, mm, so powerful for so many things. Actually, not too long ago, I was, I was doing fine with my workouts. Uh, nutrition was okay, but I was definitely drinking way more than I usually do. Like my husband's sober, like there's no need to be drinking at home. Um, <laughs> And I just was kind of leaning on that for, it just kind of got out of hand and it wasn't like I did anything, but the way to change that is to ask for help. And I leaned into my community at that time. And instead of like lying and hiding and running away, I literally made a post real as fuck being like, hi, I haven't been leaning on alcohol the last you know, 30 days or 45 days or whatever it was to deal with my problems. Can anyone here, you know, relate? And if you do, can you please, you know, commit to no drinking with me for the next three weeks? So I did that. And I can't tell you how much my brain was just like, it got so clear. And I was so grateful for the help and the accountability and hard days that, you know, I would have had with or without this accountability happened, but because I had this accountability, don't drink for 21 days or whatever it was, I didn't do it. And, you know, I got physical results, but more importantly, my brain was a lot like more clear and I was more productive and I was waking up excited again instead of like dreading the day. So Haley, how do you feel like you, like when you have that moment where you're like, okay, enough's enough. How do you, how do you get um, to that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to talk to like my friends about this. I'm going to reach out. It's sad to say this. And I actually was just, you know, journaling about this earlier. You have to feel enough, enough pain to finally have the courage to ask for help. So if you haven't felt enough pain, then you haven't asked for help. And uh, as soon as you realize that like this problem was because of alcohol, this problem was because of alcohol, this problem was because of alcohol, you finally are like, okay, let me go ask for help. And I, since I've created this community six and a half years ago, whatever, I've, I didn't create it just for myself and stay accountable with my own goals. I, created to help other people stay accountable with their own goals, but also to feel safe with, you know, asking for help with their problems. So I just know that if somebody else needed my help for a three week sober, you know, month or whatever it was, I would be there. So. Yeah, actually I'm, um, I'm amidst a sober challenge right now, you guys. So at the end of this episode, when we do our segment, I will be taking truth, but uh, I got to a point, you know, I think a lot of people in 2020 leaned on alcohol too hard. That's just like, I'm, I'm, I don't think I know, I'm just going to say it. Uh, and I think that even some people, a lot of people were like questioning if they were alcoholics because of the amount that they've leaned into drinking in 2020. And, you know, it's just, it's definitely an unhealthy coping mechanism, but it's a coping mechanism. And it was something that I started to lean on a little too much too. And I think when it gets to the point where I think there's a quote out there that has something to do with, you know, your change is either going to come from inspiration or desperation. And when you get to a point where you realize like, 
this isn't working um, and I'm not feeling good, then you decide you want to make a change. And kind of very similar to Haley, when I decided that I wanted to take three week no alcohol challenge, I also announced it, asked for accountability, and I have probably 20, at least 20 girls uh, and one guy doing it with me right now. And we're killing it. We are leaning on each other. We're talking about all of the, like what it's helping us with, how we're feeling, uh, and just being able to do this together to get into like a headspace where we want to be and like take control of our relationship with alcohol. Not necessarily saying that every single one of the people in this challenge wants to completely stop drinking, but like just have a better relationship with it. You know? I was just going to say that I know, and like it's, it runs in my family pretty deep. I know I'm not an alcoholic and I know that cause you know, <laughs> I've grew up in a family with alcoholism. It runs in my family and I, you know, my husband is 13 years sober. He knows an alcoholic as soon as he meets them. I am not one, but it's always so empowering to take control over your mind and body. So, you know, it's not, again, I'm not an alcoholic, but the second you know, like you're leaning on something or someone too hard, you make a difference. You have to change it immediately. And for me at that time, it was alcohol. And I just, again, like to take control over it. Like this does not control me. And I mean, I feel like the fun stuff in life, like when you talk about alcohol, when you talk about fun food, they are always enjoyed best in life. Like when you can walk that tightrope with it and have that balance, you know, like you're not too far off kilter either way. But the second that you do, sometimes you slip harder than other times. And I think that like having that self-awareness is so important, but it's also, it's really hard to tell when you start to slip. I feel like otherwise people would never be in a place where they look at themselves or like look at habits, behaviors, jobs, and they're like, how did I get here? I feel like if it wasn't hard to tell, you would never find yourself there. But one of the things that I feel like I do in my morning routine that is just this daily gut check is journaling. And I know you mentioned it, Haley, but yeah, but you're, you are the queen of journaling. I could go, I have to set a timer on my phone because I could go on and on. And this is something that I actually implemented a little over a year ago. And it's because I was dealing with a situation that I really felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to about. And it was a really personal situation. And I just, I felt like I didn't want to talk to anyone about it because I didn't want anyone's feelings to be hurt. As I work through these temporary emotions, these, you know, fleeting, really intense things. So I started journaling as almost an outlet to like talk to someone when really I was talking to myself. And I think that's when I realized the most important person you know, that you can bounce your ideas off of is your true authentic self. And I find I can do that best when I write. I know everyone's different. When I journal, zero prompts for me. I just literally let everything that's in my head, if anyone else wakes up with like a million thoughts, I'm with you. But like, I wake up with a million thoughts and I just get them down on paper right away. And I will start writing about one thing that I thought was maybe bothering me. Maybe it was like part of a bad dream or part of a good dream. And then all of a sudden, as my pen keeps going, I actually get down to the root of it. It's like you have to like sift away all of that surface stuff. And then you're finally able to get down to the root of what is actually bothering you. What caused that anxiety, you know? 
And the more that I was able to talk to myself, just pen to paper, the more I was able to learn about myself and where that balance line is for me. Like what part of my life do I operate in where I feel good? And like, what are my habits when I'm doing that? What am I eating? What am I drinking? What am I, who am I spending my time with? Because I think that's extremely important too. I was actually thinking, this is, I'm going to sound so wild right now, but like bear with me for a second. So I was cooking earlier. I brought, I got out a container of tomatoes and some of them were moldy and like there was tons that were still fresh, like organic tomatoes, right? There was like, like probably three or four that were moldy, but the ones around it were starting to get moldy too. And that just made me like, think about the people in your life and think about the people that you're surrounding yourself with. And if you're surrounding yourself with negative people, it's like you're my, you associate with those people and then you slowly start to become like them. So say like, you know, you're in a, a group, you have a group of a hundred people and out of that hundred people, 10 of them are super negative and they're spending time with all of these other people. Then the other people slowly start to become negative real moldy, too. real fucking moldy, <laughs> moldy ass. So watch who you hang out with so you don't get mold. Dude, though, that is such an insane, but such a true metaphor for real life. And mold can kill you. Okay. Mold, mold can kill you. you for real, though. You heard it. You don't want to be ingesting it. You don't want to be ingesting it. You don't want to be hanging out with it. But honestly, like, uh, that was just one thing that I wanted to throw out there real quick is like, who you surround yourself with matters. And, you know, you're, if you're keeping your mindset good and you're working on your mindset every single day, yet you're surrounding yourself with negative people, uh, then you're slowly going to start to turn, like you're slowly going to start to get that fucking moldy brain. (laughs) And it's like either that, like it's like, you're going to turn or like, you will never be able to actually just like push through that threshold of where you are feeling so low. Like you'll never like be able to get to that. Like, Ooh, this feels a little bit better, you know? So Mm -hmm. that is so wild, Kelsey, but so true. And I think I'm always amazed at the metaphors that like happen in nature that are also like like metaphors for things that happen in real life with humans. Things that can like really teach you a lesson if you pay attention. There's so many signs in life. There really is. Pay attention and like open your eyes a little bit to like realize things that you should and shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the whole like negative people thing, huge for 2020, Mm -hmm. you know, with, you know, the debate and the pandemic. (laughs) And also like, you know, running a business on social media, it's pretty tough, you know, but what I do to get through that is I know it sounds so easy to do and it is, that's, that's the fucked up part about it. Bless and release. That's it. Mm -hmm. Anybody that has their opinion, like do not waste any of your precious time or energy on something negative. Just bless that person or situation and release it and worry about your damn self. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, it comes down to doing the best you can to put your blinders on and, you know, realizing that if you are surround, if these negative, if you don't want to be surrounded with these negative people, do everything that you can to. <laughs> um, I would just say to communicate. Because there are people in your lives that are going to tell you about what's going on in the news that you love. You know what I mean? Like you love them. 
and they're going to tell you what's going on in the news and bring, try to bring your, your vibe down. Like I know what's going on in the world. I don't need to know every single detail. So instead of like being pissed off at that person that's telling you the world's news or whatever, like just communicate and say, I don't want to be surrounded by this information. That's all like literally period. Protect your energy and set boundaries around your growth. I think that is so important because you can be doing all this work, but if you're just going to let it crumble at the first, you know, negative interaction, negative comment, whatever, then you're not setting that boundary. You're not protecting that growth. So I think that when you're just starting out, having those boundaries is wicked important. Absolutely. I would love to know because I do feel like one thing that is so consistent between all of us in our morning routines is that we read. And I would love Mm. to know like what book was like your favorite book that you've read in 2020, but then what is another book? Cause I know so many people who are interested in this podcast right now are curious about what books we started to read to like, kind of like just start to tap into that consistency with reading every morning and tap into maybe whether it be more spiritual or, you know, business books, like what kind of stuff are you guys reading in the morning? My favorite book of 2020. It's, I want to say it's a tie because the untethered soul was absolutely life-changing for me. And I've actually read it through at least twice now, I think like two and a half times. Actually, that so both of these books were absolutely life-changing for me. The Untethered Soul and Untamed. Untamed was just so incredibly refreshing, and I felt like I could relate with the author so hard, and everything just spoke to me, and it was super inspiring, and her style of writing I loved and I connected with, and The Untethered Soul was spiritual and deep and just really makes you think about all of these problems that you have in your life that aren't really problems you just kind of make them problems by being in your head so hard (laughs) I was obsessed with the untethered soul I never knew that my thoughts weren't actually me my whole life I always thought that my crazy thoughts were me and I'm crazy my crazy thoughts are not me. They're my ego and so much more. So the untethered soul has definitely changed my life in so many ways, but to bring it, just to bring it back to basics, because sometimes the untethered soul, if you just hopped into that right now, it might be a little bit overwhelming, but just to start your day, right. I totally recommend the miracle morning. I think we can say that the book of 2020 for us all then was the untethered soul, because I also read that and I totally agree with you, Haley. It was eye opening to understand your own thought process for like the first time in your life in your late twenties. Like what? It was so crazy, but I, and I actually purposely read it so slow because I didn't want it to end because I felt like every time I opened up the book, I was learning something about myself and it was really awesome. And it was like so fun every day to wake up and read that book. So definitely one to reread, but I also had a friend recently ask me just how to, it was actually really flattering. (laughs) She was like, you are such a positive person. I feel like you always have this positive energy around you. I would love to know like 
what is like one step I can take to like, just like have a little bit more of that. Cause like right now not feeling like the most positive version of myself. I was like, girl preach. I think everyone can say that right now. Everyone's just kind of trying to redefine who they are because we just don't want to repeat what we've been through this year. And I told her that the book that really changed the game for me. And I know we've all read it was the universe has your back by Gabby Bernstein. And that book for me was the first time that I had that bless and release mentality that I had not, you can only control your controllables, the the rest you have to let go. And as someone who's like a little bit of a control freak, I was like, I have to like let go. I want to hang on to this forever, like, and let it repeat in my mind and get mad about it in five years. But that is not the point of that book. The point of that book is really to retrain your mind with forgiveness and just with like all of this amazing, these amazing tools that I I really do feel like reading that book was a toolkit for me. So I would say that if you are just starting out on your you know, journey with personal development, then that is definitely a book that I would pick up. It can, it can be a little woo-woo, but I'm a little woo-woo too. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like you just, when you're starting uh, to grow and try to become a better version of you, you really have to keep your mind open and, um, you know, drop your ego and stop worrying about what other people are going to think of you. And I know that that's so hard, especially in this day and age, but the second that you do, you're going to feel so free. Uh, One of the first books that I read on my personal growth journey was uh, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And I think all of us have probably read that too. And it's an awesome book, uh, especially for getting you know, just starting to get your head in the game and feel better about yourself and feel like a badass for sure. So that was, I think that's the first book I ever read actually. Really quick about the whole personal development outlook. Um, Well, first I want to say the first book that I ever read spiritually was The Universe Has Your Back as well. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know like (laughs) the universe could ever have my back. <laughs> you know, I just thought that's where planets were. You know what I mean? So I, <laughs> guys, I have a lot of messages and questions and emails about how I transformed into like a spiritual being basically, because before this I was a dickhead basically. So the first thing I should, would say is open up the universe has your back and just be open to it. Like just be open to it. And I promise you so much is going to change for you because it's so overwhelming and scary and just scary thinking that you have to go through life alone. Not, you know, nobody has your back. Nobody cares, you know, I think that obviously a lot of people want to know about our spiritual journeys and how we got into them and what we do. And we'll definitely, you know, delve deeper into that in a different episode. Probably we'll have a full episode on solely that. Uh, But like Haley said, just being open. I don't necessarily think that spiritual means religion or vice versa. I think people are scared of those words like spirituality and religion and like place stigmas on them and think that like if you're spiritual you're religious or if you're religious you're spiritual or just all of these 
these things. I just, you don't have to be a certain way to believe in something greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. I definitely um, used to be like that. And like those words totally scared me and I would avoid them. I'd be like, huh, no, <laughs> like I was like, I would run in the other direction. But I also, like Haley said, <laughs> goes, I'm a dickhead. I was like, I was mean. <laughs> like before that so like this was the personal development and including that into my morning routine every day was like the best thing and I was unhappy because I was unhappy with myself and my mindset you know and I think that will definitely (laughs) dig deeper into our before selves in that personal development (laughs) episode we thought we were we were all just a bunch of dicks we were so mean (laughs) we knew we'd be talking about dicks and raw dogging on the second No, but, like, with the whole, like, I was being, I was mean because I was too, you know, Lindsay? Also, I want to talk about, like, how it's not fair to live with so much fear and anxiety. It's not fair to us because we have to live and hear from ourselves 24-7. And I don't know about you, but all I did was worry 24 seven. You know, if my mom didn't answer my phone call, something was wrong with her. If I was sitting in a red light for too long, oh my gosh, somebody's going to hit me. Like something was always like, I'd never trusted that I was going to be okay. And if I kept going that route, I'm not sure. Like, I'm pretty sure something bad would have happened because you, you get what you, how do, what's that quote about? Like you, you're almost like willing it into existence. Exactly. What you think you become. You think you become, wait, say it again now. What you think you become. Yes. And all I was always thinking was like negative. My job, which was the best thing that's ever happened to me and still is, it's too good to be true. Whatever it is, something bad is going to happen. And if I kept going that way, I knew that my life was going to crumble. So after reading The Universe Has Your Back, I, for the first time, realized oh my gosh, there really is a power bigger than me. That's creating all of my, like my life right now. So anyway, I just really helped me with my thought process, my anxiety. And I just was finally able to let go and feel so much more free that life's not out to get me, you know, something a lot bigger that's there. Do you guys know that one time Gabby Bernstein reposted one of my quotes Like I made like a quote to put on my Instagram and she reposted it and tagged me, but it's under a handle I don't use anymore. And I fangirled so hard. And to this day, I see that quote on Pinterest. I see it on other apparel companies, Instagram. What was it? It said, bad vibes don't go with my outfit. And it was like white and black. So if you're listening to this and you've seen that quote, just know. So now, Haley, when you have a negative thought, what do you do? You choose again. I choose again. Yes, I, I've learned this from, was it the universe has your back? Like you literally just go reach. Yes. As soon as you have a negative thought, you reach for your highest thought. Something that just doesn't matter. It could be so small. Like, you know, the vacation that you last went on. Think about how you felt, you know, on that vacation. And automatically your vibe is rised. So real talk. I had to choose again all throughout 2020 with my thought processes. I feel like a lot of us probably did maybe without even knowing it, but especially because I'd be in a spot where I'd be like, okay, this is how I feel right now. Do I want to make this choice? That's like really easy right now and will make me have some instant gratification or do I want to choose again? 
and choose to be the version of myself that like, I know I am like on the inside, you know, like if she's not in a pandemic, she's good, you know, but like at the same time, I was like, let's choose again. Let's think about where I want to be, not where I currently am and how I'm feeling. So that was like a really powerful tool. I was just going to say, we all know how, by the way, I hate when people say I was just going to say because they're saying it. So we all know that when you're having a bad day, say like you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and then that's just how your mindset is. You know, then you spill your coffee and then you're stuck in traffic because all the red lights and then this and that and then your boss yells at you and then somebody quits that's on your team. So that's just what happens when you're in the bad mindset. So if you choose again immediately, I promise you none of that would have happened that day. So the faster you choose again to a higher thought, the faster your day will change. Facts. I mean, it's even to the point where with that choose again method, that tool that I picked up from the universe has your back. When someone cuts me off in traffic and I want to give them my little finger um and i want to scream like what are you doing i'm a mother just kidding i'm just obsessed with <laughs> you know like when i want to just be like do you understand that i'm a precious life don't cut me off like that i am like choose again maybe they're on their way to a hospital for an emergency. Maybe they're picking up their kid and they're late and they don't want their kid to be the last person to drop off. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt unless otherwise, you know, unless otherwise proven. And I bless and release that same thing that you said earlier, Haley. Mm -hmm. My sister is like the sweetest soul when it comes to traffic. She does not have a rage in any way, shape or form. She'll just like, cheer them on (laughs) instead of giving the finger (laughs) instead of giving the finger give like a thumbs up and just like say such positive things i want to be like your sister you're gonna get exactly where you need to be (laughs) i love her so much it's so cute Uh, (laughs) that is amazing that's amazing Um, but we can all learn something from that because what, where is it going to get you to flip out on someone, right? In your You're own car, on the highway, they're, like no one can hear you. They're already gone by the time that you lose your shit and then you're just worked up over nothing. Exactly. But you know what, actually? But you hear you and you per- perpetuate your own negative thoughts, negative mindset, and, you know, allowing that behavior within yourself too. those kinds of like outbursts where it's like, no, like you can have a little bit more patience. Like at the end of the day, you're fine. They're fine. You're never going to see the car again. So it's like, yes, they don't hear you, but you hear you. And I think that that's also super important is to always have that like positive self-talk, like be your own positive light source of energy and like, mm-hmm. You can't, you can't go wrong. Protect it, be it, embody it. Even on your low days, reach out to a friend. Thank you. Because when you're negative, you're just like a fucking magnet. You're attracting it. If something happens, always stub your toe. And then instead of choosing to be like, oh, that hurt, but I'm fine. And still going to be a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Then you stub your toe, you're pissed off. Then you spill your cup. You know, it's just, it really is that waterfall effect where just it's gonna yeah where your thoughts actually create your day oh Mm -hmm. i was gonna say domino effects and i was like Lindsay, stop thinking about food (laughs) (laughs) 
For once. I was going to say spiral effect because I'm spiraling. (laughs) (laughs) Waterfall, though, was, like, so tranquil. I really appreciate that verbiage. (laughs) Clearly, I think tranquility needs to be our word for 2021. (laughs) Get some goddamn peace up in this bitch. Oh, my God. Yes, tranquil. I remember my my word for 2020 was intentional. Oh my god, mine was limitless. <laughs> the limitless bullshit happened. <laughs> You're like the limit did not exist to the bullshit. <laughs> mine mine was peaceful and I did my best. Okay. I love that for you. <laughs> I did, guys. I I put my peace above all. I didn't care about my workouts. It sounds crazy because I'm a health and fitness coach. I didn't care about my workouts. I didn't care about my nutrition. I didn't care about anything else but having peace in my mind. Mm -hmm. Because again, we live with ourselves in our thoughts 24 seven. And I was so sick of hating that person. Mm -hmm. So I took a lot of time healing and feeling this year obviously some months were harder than others and i did depend on alcohol or whatever but again i have and created a community where when i need help i ask for it and i get it and i not just get it i change my my ways because i have the accountability and you know people to change with instead of doing it by myself because again without accountability who cares That's something I'm really trying to work on this year is when I do find myself in that place, actually reaching out because I have a lot of trouble. I feel like vocalizing when I'm not in a good place, when I'm in a good place, I could talk so much about, you know, how I got there and how it feels and how you can do it too. And I feel like I can like, you know, really be helpful to other people. But when I'm in a bad place, it's like, it's like, it's the first time I've been there again. And it's like, I know how to do this, but I just, it's hard to do the thing. So hearing, you know, you leaning in, hearing that like that really does help. Like, I feel like that just reassures me that like that really is, and I'm trying to be so much better about it, but that really is like, you know, it's a make or break, just communicating it. Can we talk really quick about energy? Because it takes takes the same amount of energy to feel like complete shit than it does to thrive. Honestly, I promise you, and I know this through experience, it takes so much energy to come up with excuses why you skipped the workout, ate like shit, drank your life away, than it does to actually just do the right thing that day. Because, and honestly, I actually think it takes a lot more energy to feel like and do. I was just gonna say that, that I definitely think it takes more energy. Yep. So, and that's, but it's like when you're in that spot, when you're feeling that low vibration, when you are having that anxiety, dealing with depression, no matter what it is, reminding yourself of that. And and again, that's why journaling helps because sometimes seeing it and writing it at the same time, like works wonders for me, but being like, you're wasting energy. Like it takes so much less energy to be happy. Kind of like how a smile, what is it? A smile is more less muscles than a frown. A frown takes more oh, yeah. muscles than a smile. You know, it's like the same thing mentally too. Like it's more, it just, it's draining. I was just going to say, it's actually really hard to frown. Like try and frown right now. Everybody take a minute. And try, <laughs> and, <laughs> try and frown. 
I do it and I pout and I'm like, oh, that's probably a shortcut. That's an easy, that's a modified burpee, Lindsay. Stop. <laughs> I just feel like, um, I don't know, I guess the whole vibe of this call is accountability. So in my opinion, like the second you feel like you are about to drown, <laughs> ask for help, you know? Ask for and- a goddamn buoy. <laughs> we'll save you. <laughs> But even if it's just one person, you know, that one person, you guys can do it together and get out together instead of sinking together. Guys, are we real podcasters? I think so. I think so too. Guys, I was crying before this again. Oh. I, I got... I'm, this actually did really raise my mood. I was in such a fucking bad mood earlier. Me too. I was crying and I was like, I don't even know if I'm meant for, to do this. I think it's just for them. You guys, you guys put me in such a good mood too. It's like I just hopped on here and I was like, I was like, so Cal's want to meet at four? And I just like hop on a few minutes early, just like see what's up, she's shit, whatever you want. I don't know. Should we do some truth or tequila? Yep. <laughs> I have a shot in front of my face. And right. I'm so I'll excited right about it. Okay, so Lindsay, do you want to do a quick shot? I think. We shall. We shall shot. Okay. Okay, ready? Cheers. Right, cheers. Love you. Love you too. Oh, can't wait to see you so soon. I forgot about a chaser. So mm. I just raw dog that. Mm. But like, I didn't flinch. I'm proud. You psychopath. I am. <laughs> okay. So now that we have our tequila out of the way, let's get to our little truth was with Miss Kels. So Kelsey, I have a good question for you. So since you have so many beautiful tattoos, I always feel like some might be artwork, but there also might be just a story behind some of them. And I want to know what is like one tattoo that you love the meaning behind or the story about how you got it. Like, let us have a little, um, I don't know, ink history. Yes. I absolutely lo- love that you said it that way because I feel like every time that somebody comments on my, my tattoos, they're like, so what do they mean? <laughs> I love that you said some of them are just artwork because that's so true. Uh, 90% of my tattoos are just artwork. <laughs> But I do have some with deeper meaning. I actually have on my hands, uh, focus and create, and I'm a photographer. So that's a pretty big reason why I got them. But also I feel like we can definitely just create focus in our lives daily. And it's just a good reminder for me. And then I also have Cohen, my son's name in a message in a bottle on my arm my whole arm is like underwater themed and he's the most important thing in my life. And normally you put very important, special, important, special messages <laughs> in a message in a bottle. So he's in there. I love that. And can I tell you, this is the first time that I realized that the focus on your hand had two meanings. I thought it's just cause like you were a boss, like working your way through life with major focus, like never put it together with the photography aspect. So yeah, I just learned I knew. <laughs> well, you know, when you like hold the lens, people oh. can see yeah. on the backs of my hands, focus and create. 
okay, again, another layer. Bitch is like an onion out here. <laughs> what do you want to talk about next? I know. I'm like, I have so much more to say, but like, I know this is long now. <laughs> I know, right? We can go on and on, but I think we got a really good start. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Crystals to Cocktails podcast. We can't thank you enough. Follow us on Instagram at crystals to cocktails and hit that subscribe button, baby. Yeah, so make sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. All right. Love you. Bye.